Hey, hey, thanks for pressing play, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Suns Report on the bright side of the Sun Network. Make sure that you subscribe wherever you're listening to ensure that you're getting that good quality Suns content anytime that we drop a new podcast. My name is John, and I am joined by my cohorts in crime, Matthew. Hey, John, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm really good. Everything good? Yeah. You're not feeling good? No. Yes, oh, I am. You are feeling good? I don't know. Oh, shit. Come find out. No. Okay. Not going near you. Oh, sorry. Well, you know, Matthew's at his house. I'm at my house. So, you know, we're doing our part in social distancing. Are, are you serious? You feeling okay? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, good, man. I'm glad, uh, glad you're feeling okay. You know, I know that we're all kind of stuck indoors doing what we can to ensure that we're not spreading the coronavirus out there. So part of that is the Suns Report doing an Ask Us Anything podcast. And we, you know, we did the first one last week, and now we're going to be doing the second one. We're actually recording this on Saturday, and I'm actually sitting right across from you. So Yeah, I, I we lied. lied. I lied. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, we can... We're family, kind of. So. Yeah, so it's cool. We're it's allowed, fine. We're, this is our version of social distancing is hanging out with family, as I'm sure a lot of you people are, too. So, you know, again, remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at The Suns Report. And if you get a chance, stop by brightsideofthesun.com, and there's an opportunity to donate or nominate local businesses that have been affected by the coronavirus. I know that there's a lot of restaurants and other, you know, I work in food and beverage, so I'm always going to give a shout out to the hospitality and the travel industry and the restaurant industry because... We're getting crushed right now, folks. We're getting crushed. So you can either nominate a local business or you can donate to local businesses. It's another great thing that Dave King does over at the bright side of the sun.com. So please go by and donate when you get a chance. Uh, without further ado, you know, this is the Ask Us Anything podcast. And we asked you to ask us anything and, and you abided and you did. So I'm going to pop open a beer. And we're going to talk about everything that you asked us on this podcast. Ask Us Anything podcast, Matthew. Did you like these questions that were posed? Yeah, they're good. <laughs> no, 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 I liked them. I, I actually, the, the only reason I paused is because I was looking at the answers to a few of them. I was like, why do I have such a hard time with answering these questions? Very difficult for me. These are good questions. Though, they're, they're, they're good. They make you think. Yeah. You know, I mean, normally we come up with the topics for our podcast, and then we spend time researching and going through it, and it's it's a lot tougher when somebody just asks you point blank. It's like, hey, man, who's the best backup uh, small forward in the history yeah. of the Suns? You're like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. You know? Stuff like that. It's like, but it's like courage under fire. But uh, without further ado, you want to pop into some of these? Do you have any questions for me before we start? Um, I, we can save it for after. All right, cool, Let's get cool. to the fans first. All right, so whoever these people our are. first fan is John Robinson on Facebook, and he asked us to come up with a historical top five plus six-man list for the Phoenix Suns. So I absolutely love this question. I think it's great to have a little debate and go back and forth. You know, some of them I feel like are slam dunks, and the other ones it's like, okay, well, we probably have to talk about it a little bit, right? Yeah. Let me, uh, yeah, I got to kind of go through your list because I, I did this one wrong. Okay. I, well, I thought it was just an all-time six-man list. Or, yeah, six-man oh, list. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll start at point guard. Okay. Are we doing only Suns? Just Suns. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this, this is, is easy. This is the Suns this report. This will be easy. I feel like it. Uh, there might be a couple disagreements, but I think for the most part we should be on point. Okay. So if I was to pick one point guard in the history of the Phoenix Suns, I think it's no-brainer Steve Nash. Yeah. He won two MVPs with the Phoenix Suns. 
he leads in so many different statistical categories, whether it's free throw percentage, uh, you know, the number of assists. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it's down the line. It's Steve Nash is your starting point guard for the Phoenix Suns all time list. What do yeah. you think? Mr. 50, 40, 90. I think he was yes, like 49 percent shot 42 percent from three his mm-hmm. whole career. Um, yeah, no doubt. And I was lucky enough to actually be the right age to be a big Suns fan yep. when Steve Nash came around and truly missed this guy. You know, he's still in our lives on the internet. I still see him once in a while doing some funny things. Yep, but yep. Um, if anybody who came in second, is there a close second? See, Kevin I, Johnson? We'll see. I think that the backup for, for that point guard position, that's where the debate gets fun. Yeah. Because you could say Jason Kidd. You could say Kevin Johnson. And I you think could. that's who I would probably go with is Kevin Johnson. Oh, would you? Okay. No, yeah. no. Yeah, you definitely would. Yeah. yeah. What about Ricky Rubio? Um, I love this guy. I haven't had enough time with him. Yeah. So we don't know yet. If he hung around, if he hangs around for the next five years, you know, but again, I mean, KJ was here, what, eight, nine seasons? I mean. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Rubio won't come close. Maybe Stefan Marbury kind of, a little bit of mention with him. Yeah. He probably gets an honorable mention. And I'm sure there's a couple guys that were definitely missing in the eighties and the seventies. Yeah. You know, I mean, Dick Van Arsdale, uh, I feel was more of a two guard than a, than a point guard, but. You know, he he could potentially be on that mm-hmm. list as well. All right, so who would be your starting shooting guard? Devin Booker. Okay. Hell yeah. I disagree. That's all I got to say. Boom. Devin Booker, Our hell yeah. Our first disagreement. Yeah, I mean, it's going to... Well, if we're talking about the future, I already said he's going to be the best sons of all time, so I got to put him on this list now. So uh, watching him play Call of Duty, I, I know this is my leader. <laughs> this is the guy I'm going to choose is Devin Booker. Um, but for sure, he's going... He hasn't won anything yet. I know that he might get traded or something in the future. Who knows? But... I'm choosing this guy just because I, I can enjoy him for the last five years and I get to watch him progress in a way. Um, who do you got? I'm going with the Greyhound. I'm going with Walter Davis. Yeah, you know, I was going to say I Walter mean, Davis, yeah. I get what you're saying with Devin Booker. You're saying, you know, he's going to be the greatest son of all time, but he's not yet. And do you know who is? Walter Davis. Walter Davis holds all the records for the Suns, man. He has <laughs> the most points, you yep. know, for the Suns. I mean, he's no, just... No, you're totally right. You know, if you go back and you watch some video on this guy, the sweetest, smoothest jump shot there is uh, was just a, a fantastic player, a multiple, yes. all, multiple-time all-star, uh, played with the Suns for 10 years. And, you know, again, Devin Booker's going to overtake him one day if he stays with Phoenix. I don't disagree with that. But I definitely think that he's not there yet. He's not Walter Davis yet. He's got yeah, a ways to right. go. And, and so Walter Davis is going to well, be my number thank one. Thank you for sitting me down and having this talk with me. Yes. You know, I got Have a, lot of, I got a lot of growing up to do. I don't know. Because I wasn't back. I've watched a lot of videos because we did the podcast about him. Yes. And he's just great. He's just like me when I go shopping with my mom, weaving in and out of the aisles around all the old ladies. That's him with all the other, <laughs> other basketball players. <laughs> That's what he reminds me of. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and then I think, you know, for me, the backup w- would be Devin Booker. Yeah. So, all right. What's uh, your starting small forward on the Phoenix Suns all-time top five list? Okay, so he was never really my favorite. Oh, He's yeah. your favorite. Oh, yeah. Say it. The Matrix. Yes! Is yes. He, he's got to be. He has to be. He's got to be. Yeah. Again, from an all-time standpoint, you look at the number of records he holds mm-hmm. for the Phoenix Suns, I could go on and on on this list. I mean, win shares, defensive win shares. I mean, the guy's just nonstop yeah. motor. He's the perfect complement player. Like, if this was an actual team, like, it can't just be five alpha dogs. You got to have that, like, one guy who's out there just hustling and, but and he being wanted, the junkyard that's dog. That's the trouble with him, though. At the back yeah. end of his career, yeah, he wanted to be treated like the alpha dog because Steve Nash did that to everybody. Steve Nash made everybody feel like they were an alpha dog until they left and they were like, oh, shit. Like, Rajah Bell, when he left and went to Charlotte, you never heard from that guy again. Yeah. 
You know, uh, Quentin Richardson, when he left for New York, never heard from him again. Sean Marion, the only reason you heard from him again is because he won a title in 2011 with the Dallas Mavericks. But when he was in Toronto, when he was in Miami, you didn't ever hear from Sean Marion. So, but again, for the purposes of this list, he's the perfect small forward. And if this was a team, like it's a team I play with on 2K all day. Yeah, no, it's great. It's um, it's definitely a list I feel like everyone's gonna have when we're finished with this. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> like, duh, why would you spend so much time talking yeah, about I that? Yeah, no. Oh, after this, I'll have to go through my six man list. I had a line. I made a lineup with the best six men for the Suns because I thought this, that's what we okay. were doing. Oh, okay. So I'll have to go through that after. But a power forward, Amari Stoudemire. It dep- Are you gonna play him at center? It depends. Like, do you play him at center? Do you play him at power forward? He was the best with the Suns with playing center. So, power forward, who do you have then at power forward? Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. you got to go with, yep. with the round mound of rebound. And how the hell did I put Sotomayor over Charles Barkley? I can, I can see. That's actually a really good debate, and I could probably agree with Maybe. the fact that Sotomayor, well, because his length of being with the team, he yeah, was here for longer. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, but again, Charles Barkley won an MVP. Yep. So, I mean, how many MVPs does Stat win when he was here? None. So, mm-hmm. In that theory... I'm going Amari at center. Who would be your center? Alvin Adams? No, I'm doing Amari at center. Okay. so we Yeah, st- we've- same lineup. I think I saw this. Is this the same guy? I saw this lineup on Twitter. And the same exact lineup that we just that I shouted well, out with Devin A lot Walker. of people, you know, what's funny about right now is because there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. There's no sports being played. Everybody's doing like top five lists. Yep. And it's, it's actually kind of fun to, to watch and see what everyone's perspectives is. But when it comes to the Phoenix Suns, I think that is the top five. I think it's mm-hmm. Nash, Walter Davis, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire at center, uh, and Charles Barkley at power forward. Oh, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a six squad. So nice. So Six man. Who's the six man? For me, it's Eddie Johnson. It's got to be Eddie Johnson. Yeah. He's, wow, we agree on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes I'm sense. I'm not going to fight you on that. I think yeah. that, you know, Leandro Barbosa was really good. You had a lot of different players who've come off the bench and played really well for the Phoenix Suns, but Eddie Johnson was just like, a point a minute guy. Yeah. You gotta you gotta put him on that list. Shout out to my pops. <laughs> no Tom Chambers on this list though. No, I mean if we maybe if we put Amari there at center and then Tom Chambers at power forward. But then again the Barkley debate. Yeah. yeah. So it we got it right. Yeah. We got I, it right. I agree. The only thing we disagree on is shooting guard, Walter Davis, yep. and then I have Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. Yeah. All right. So again, thank you, John Robinson, for that question. Adam Stratton, who's actually uh, works over at Valley of the Suns, gave me this one. This is great. You get 10 attempts at a half-court shot. If you make just one, you get $100 million. If you miss them all, you go to jail for the rest of your life. Are you taking that shot? Yes. Because yeah? if, if I go to jail, that's what God wanted. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All righty then. <laughs> If I and this is the thing, if I win, I get a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. First thing I do is I buy a prison, and I own it. It's just me in the prison, but it's going to be tough. So no matter what, you're ending up in prison. Yeah, I'm, no matter what, I'm going to be in prison. What's tough is I don't. I want to be able to get any sleep because it's going to be spooky. It's probably haunted. A lot of shit went down in there. Yeah. So now I start renting out the room. It's probably okay. turning into a mall. Ooh. Every every cell is their own little you shop. Could like, you could Airbnb though those individual cells. Uh, yeah. And. Then- you can make a shit ton of money yeah, that exactly, way. Exactly, dude. Um, Interesting. So that's that's the way I would go. I mean, if either way, I'm in prison. <laughs> well, I think for me, this is the ultimate question of like, would you risk it all for something? And if making a half court shot in ten attempts is what it is, I'm doing it because I can make half court shots. Can you? Oh heck yeah. Right. It's one thing that I've actually been really good at in my life is I've got this certain thing bounce bounce yeah. and then I can. You know what we should do. 
we should record ourselves trying to make oh my gosh 10 yes. half court shots see who actually can make them done we'll do that after and this and we'll put we'll on we'll call Twitter. the police after <laughs> well if i make it i'm not going to get 100 million dollars but i think it'd be fun to put on twitter and see us both take 10 half court shots and see if we hit anyone yeah i love that idea yeah, so stay idea. tuned ladies and gentlemen and thank you adam stratton for that question we're actually going to put this in real life but let's make it just a little more interesting because obviously we can't get 100 million dollars we can't go to jail for the rest of our life but let's let. What kind of bet should we put on this? Um, How about just a simple old water bet? If you don't make a shot, I get a dump. Of, uh, I get a dump water on that your head. Hurts. I don't know. That hurts. A it's lot. that or jail for the rest of your life, man. I can't do that, Dan. I would rather go to jail than do the water thing. I well, really would. Well, for Twitter purposes, I'll, we'll stick with the water bet. Okay. All right. Let's. That's kind of dated, though. I feel like everyone's done the water thing years ago. All right. Then what should we do? Well, think of something. Okay. All right. Well, how about this? We'll throw it out there on Twitter too. Okay. We'll ask you folks. We're gonna we're gonna do this. You tell us what. <laughs> oh shit! This is gonna be scary. What people say. Yeah. But we'll throw it out there. Okay? okay. Yeah. All right. Next up from Musashi Mayoshi, he shared this post with us, and I thought this was kind of an interesting question. Who wins, Barkley's Suns or LeBron's Heat? Um, LeBron's Heat. Okay. For sure. Yeah. You had the best, second best player of all time. We couldn't be the best player of all time. Mm. Probably couldn't be the second best. Mm. So I'm taking, yeah, the Heat. I mean, huge Suns fan here, you know, talking to you guys. But I gotta take, I gotta take LeBron, man. I'm well, a big LeBron fan. Well, let's 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 match him up. Okay. Okay, just for fun. So you can match up all you want. Second best player of all time. And at the time, they were two of the top three best players playing together. So. All right. So. Matching up the 2011-12 Miami Heat against the 92-93 Phoenix Suns. Now, again, one won a championship, one didn't. So that's a point for the Heat. One has LeBron James, the second best player of all time. And I agree with you on that. That's not a debate Mm -hmm. to me. LeBron James is the second best player of all time. Michael Jordan's number one. I'd say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is probably number three. One has Charles Barkley in his prime winning an MVP. Okay. So let's just go position by position and say who's got the edge. Knowing those two factors already. One's battle-tested and proven and won a championship, and one hasn't. So if you go point guard to point guard, Mario Chalmers to Kevin Johnson. Who wins that one? Oh, LeBron. I'm just joking. No, no. Yeah, Mario Chalmers. You know who the point guard was. (laughs) That's great. LeBron. All right, so it's got to be Kevin Johnson. Right? Yeah. All right, so now we hit the two guard. So you have Dan Marley for the Phoenix Suns, Dwayne Wade. Mm. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. I, I have to agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Thunder Dan, love him, but you got to go with Dwayne Wade on that one. All right, then you start to look at small forward, and it's kind of tough for the Heat. They played a lot of different guys in this role, but they had Joel Anthony, and then for the Phoenix Suns, you had Cedric Sabalas. Okay. i got to go with Seth on that one. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Power forward. LeBron versus Charles Barkley. LeBron. LeBron. And then center, the Suns had Mark West. The Miami Heat have Chris Bosh. Yeah. Nice. Bosch. Yeah. Right? I think that answers our question. Who wins? Barkley's Suns or LeBron's Heat? It's got to be LeBron's Heat. I'm not even going to talk about pace of play or physicality. No. You... I think on, from, a sheer sta- uh, from a sheer talent standpoint, the Heat win that one. And it just goes to show, like even in today's NBA, where we talked about the, Cl- the Clippers versus the Lakers. You pick the Clippers because they have the best team. I pick the Lakers because they have two of the top three best players in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Playing against the whoever has the best players, I don't care about match. Well, see, matchups hurt the Heat though against the Mavericks when they lost. But then I think LeBron also folded too. 
Yeah, that was so one that was a the, weird championship. Yeah, it was weird because everything kind of hit them at the right time. The Mavericks were hot right at the yeah. right time, and LeBron was still trying to figure out. Who, he didn't know if he wanted to be LeBron or if he should yeah. let Dwayne Wade be Dwayne Wade. Yeah, so he kind of folded like a chair in the finals, and in doing so, they ended up losing the championship to the Mavericks that time. Yeah. All right. Next question is one that I just have for you. You're a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? Oh uh, yes, sir. All right. So, what do you think of the Arizona Cardinals signing DeAndre Hopkins, baby? It's weird because I've actually I'm not a Cardinals fan, but I've always been the last two seasons because of Kyle Murray. Mm-hmm. I've I've been more excited to watch the Cardinals and the Cowboys because we had Jason Garrett. I just yeah. I knew we wouldn't get anywhere with that dude. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the Cardinals. I'm excited for the Suns more too because you got the extra star here. Mm-hmm. That's exciting for the Suns and the whole culture around here. Um, so I'm very, very happy that happened. Well, thank you. Crazy uh, trade. Uh, the One of the biggest highway robberies I think I've ever heard. And I think that it was really interesting because with no sports going on, anything that's going on in the NFL from a free agency standpoint is the number one story. And this was not only the number one story, but it was the number one story of what the fuck just happened. It was. You know, we give yeah. up David Johnson, we swap fourth round picks, we give up a second pick, and we get a top three receiver in the entire NFL. Yeah. Do you think that DeAndre Hopkins is now the, the top DeAndre in the city? Uh, for yeah. For this year, yeah. For yeah? Yeah. Okay. For yeah. <laughs> we'll allow that. I think so. I mean, DeAndre's going to probably be, end up being a better player overall, but for the season coming up, the most exciting player is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. That team sure. just gets so sick now because essentially what you do is you have a possession receiver in Larry Fitzgerald who can come across the middle. You have another possession receiver who can also go deep in DeAndre Hopkins. And then now in the slot, you've got Christian Kirk who can just like outrun anybody. Yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray has some toys. And I also think it's great because it allows the Cardinals to do what I felt they should have done. Offensive line. Offensive line Thank with the eighth God. pick, man. Because everybody's been saying, well, you got to get CeeDee Lamb. you got to get CeeDee Lamb. In fact, I still see some people posting that. It's like, you should still get CeeDee Lamb. We'll have yeah. such a, it's like, no, protect yeah. the future, man. Yeah. Kyler Murray's the future. He's a little guy. The last thing we need to do is get all these weapons and turn into Cleveland. Yes. That's what Cleveland did last year. The Browns are like, okay, listen, we got Baker Mayfield. He's got some promise. Let's get him Odell Beckham Jr. You know, Let's get him a better running back. Let's do everything. And then he's just getting crushed because they have no O-line. Yeah, definitely. But he's also going to be a guy that scrambles. I mean, we, we saw oh, yeah. him. Yeah. So he, he's going to scramble. Just, but you got to get some guys that know how to protect. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with the Cardinals. They just never do that. No. And that's the only thing I give Jerry Jones credit is we've always stocked the offensive line. So oh, yeah, your O-line. For like the last five or six years, it's been not as great as it was one year, but it's been solid. And if the Cardinals can have that, they're a complete team. You got Kenyon Drake coming back too. Yes, man. yes. Just today he signed that franchise tag. That's good. I was like, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't think I've that was always a fluke. Been a huge I think he's going to be really Drake. good in the offense. So, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys and Amari Cooper? What his contract he signed? Yeah, you paid him a lot of money. Yeah, the only thing is, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They should have never paid Zeke. Zeke should have never got that contract. I even said that when they when they signed him, like I don't know why they're giving him this much money. They needed to sign Dak. I, I like Amari Cooper. I do like him. He changed oh, yeah. the whole offense. Yep. We need him. But I don't I don't think he was really overpaid in a way. Do you think he was? What, his new contract? $100 million for five years? No, I think it's like $20 million a year is like perfect for yeah. Amari Cooper because that's what he should get. I think so, too. I think, again, you nailed the 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 nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> what, trade Zeke? Well, not trade Zeke, but don't overpay him. I mean, the Cardinals yeah. did that with David Johnson, and then he became a bunk asset. And it's unfortunate for NFL running backs because – when it comes time for their rookie contract to be up, their career's pretty much done. If you have a guy yeah, who's in his sucks. fourth or fifth year and he's going strong, 
he probably didn't play his first two seasons. But you get the people like Zeke, you get the people like Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, and they get these monster contracts to pay them for what they've done, Mm -hmm. and you're not getting the best possible player there. That's one thing I think the NFL should probably look into changing a little bit is like, listen, if you're a rookie running back, you should get paid a little bit higher because NFL teams can just use them and and recycle them all the time. That's what the good teams do. do. Well, exactly. That's what the good teams do. It sucks, but man, their legs just don't lift up as high as they used to. You can see it. Zeke had it last year Mm -hmm. where he can barely get his feet above the ground. It almost seemed like, you know, it's because they just take a pounding. They do, you know, and they want to, they want to be the star, but it's impossible because you're getting hit so much 50 to 60 times. And and it's not even like it was in the Emmett Smith days. Yeah. Because even in the Emmett Smith days, guys weren't as the physical specimens that they are currently. Yeah. Just pounding on those guys. I mean, if you go to an NFL football game and you just sit there and watch, like it is so goddamn violent. Yeah. Every play. It's just like, it's all calm and then just blah, you know, it's like at the center that Zeke's just getting his head crushed in. you understand why people on the sideline are getting ran over because before you know it you're getting run over oh yeah so again sorry for that little uh cardinal slash no, cowboys fine. go cardinals go, go i'm excited to watch them dude i am too i am too yeah i'm super excited all right so next up from james williams he wanted us to talk about the 28 team tournament idea so i'm super excited for this and before we start talking about this let's take a quick break So before the break, we were talking about a question that James Williams brought up to us, and he wanted us to discuss the 28-team tournament idea. Now, this is something that started with Spencer Dinwiddie, and he pretty much just said, hey, let's take the season's current standings and put the teams into a 28-team tournament with the the four top teams getting buys. What are your thoughts on this concept? Oh, great idea. I didn't even know because I I was sent this and... I didn't know if it was just for the the end of the year when we come back to basketball. They, yeah. That's great. It's fantastic. But yep. what I would add to it is let's get like five or six games in there between teams to re- rearrange the seedings agreed, so they can agreed. get in shape. Because yep. I don't want to see this, you know, the whole 2018 thing until these guys are in shape. I know they're going to come back. They're going to be rested, but they're going to be out of shape. Everyone knows that. So just throw in those extra games. But I think it's a great idea, dude. Yeah. Would you watch it? Yes. Dude, it would be yeah. amazing if this happened. Yeah, any NBA when they come back over and watch. So based on the current standings, this is what we would have. We'd have the the top four teams would get a first round bye. So that would be the Bucks, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Raptors. And then if you go through the seating, currently of the 28 teams, the Suns are the 21st, which kind of makes you feel good because you're their 13th in the West, but in the overall NBA, they're 21st. So we're not like 30th like we're used to every year. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you look at it, we essentially would be in the bracket where the Los Angeles Clippers are. And the first matchup, the first round matchup, if you will, the Suns would play the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the Suns would survive playing against the 12 seed, which is the 76ers? No. And really? Are these one game eliminations? Yes, these are one yeah, game. Yeah, one elim- game. No, yeah. we'd be out quick. See, I think we'd. I think we'd win this one. You think? Oh well, you know what? The 76ers actually hurt right now too. But everyone, I feel like, is going to be more healthy when they come back. Uh, of course, and so are we. Yeah, but I don't think we'd beat the Sixers. I think, you think so? I don't know. I mean, if you look at it, the Suns did play the Sixers once this season. They played them on Monday, November fourth, and they beat them one fourteen to one oh nine. Yeah. Now, granted, that was our fifth win of the season, and at that time we were five and two. Uh, <laughs> I was at that game. Uh, yeah, you Great were. Yeah, yeah, you were a long, long time ago. Yep. But we do have the capability to do so. And what's funny is actually March 27th, this upcoming Friday, is when the Suns were supposed to play the 76ers again at Philly. But that obviously will not occur. Hmm. But I feel like they could, just, just for sake of argument, let's say they get past the Sixers. Okay? 
So the team that they would play would be the winner of the Celtics and the Cavs. I think it's safe to say that the Celtics would beat the Cavs there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so would the Suns beat the Celtics? Because that's another team that we have beat this season. And it's a team, I feel like, even last year, Booker owns the yes. 76ers. Yes. He or, owns or the, the Celtics. The, the, yeah, he owns but the he, Celtics. But even last year, Booker has great games against the 76ers. He does in in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So both first game will be in Philadelphia. Yep. Next one. I don't know what it is, but when we play the Celtics and the 76ers, we're pretty good. Every time Booker goes on that East Coast swing, man, yeah. he just he shows up and shows out. So I think, again, I think it would be tough. I mean, we played this the, the Celtics twice already this season. On November 18th, the Suns lost to the Celtics 99-85 to at home. But then, of course, on your birthday, January 18th at Boston, the Suns won 123-119. to And if we recall, that game wasn't even that close. No, it wasn't. They had to fight back, and Marcus Smart hit, like, 23s in that game. Yeah. So it's – I wouldn't go as far to say it's a toss-up because the Celtics currently are the four seed. Mm-hmm. They're essentially the team that isn't getting a first-round bye. But, uh, but I think that – let's just say, for sake of argument, that we win that game. Okay, so they win the championship. No, because they still the have Suns? to go through the winner of the Clippers and the Mavericks. Yeah. So if we play the Clippers, we lose. Okay. So it's over there. <laughs> so <Okay>. the end. <laughs> no, great idea, though. I, I like think it. it's a really cool idea that Spencer Dinwiddie had. Yeah, very fun. Very fun. So what questions do you have for me? Uh, just a question about, okay, so this if we finish the rest of the season now and it ends in, let's say, August. Okay. So the championship's in August. Mm-hmm. Um, next year, if we start the season out later, like I kind of predicted we would start out in December. We're going to have to. Yeah, it's going to have to happen. Uh-huh. I guess it would have to happen if we end up, yeah, playing. So is this going to help Is this gonna help or hurt the Suns to where free agency is not a very, like, you know, popular place here in Phoenix? I guess. I think it's going to be in the future and it probably will be next season. But being here in the summer playing, is that going to hurt? For free agency. The players are going to be here like, oh, it's a fucking hot half the season now. Well, because before, you can do whatever you want as a free or as a Suns player in the summer. You can go wherever you want and be here during the best time of the year. Correct. So now it's, you know. I, I love this question. Okay, so first and foremost, if the season does end in August, it's going to have to start at very least in December, if not the beginning of January next year. Here's a couple reasons why. One, you have the Olympics. They've talked about how the Olympics aren't going to be canceled. They're just going to move them back. So Team USA and those players are going to have to go through that. Two, you're going to have the draft. You have to go through the whole draft process. We have to go through the combine, uh, which I think will probably happen while the finals and or the end of the regular season is occurring slash the playoffs. But you have to go through the whole draft process. So if everything ends in August, you got September's kind of the NBA draft and the Olympics going on. And then you have some time for them to get a little bit of, well, I wouldn't say they need much rest considering how long they potentially are going to be not playing, but they are going to have a rest period. And then you have to have the preseason, which probably will be shortened this year. So they'll probably do about four or five games in December. So that gives them all of October and all of November off. And then the, uh, the season starts off in January. And the season's always about six months long, plus about a month and a half of playoffs. So if you start that in January, the regular season's ending in June, and playoffs are going into August again in mm-hmm. 2021. So the question you're asking is, does that hurt the Suns? I don't think so. And here's why. When when does free agency always happen? Yeah, in the summer. In the summer. So, yeah, I know what you're so saying. When, so whenever free agents have to come to Phoenix to have that meeting, during free agency, it's 106 degrees outside. 
So if they're doing free agency and they're coming here in September or October, it's going to benefit the way that the city feels to that player when they get off that tarmac at Sky Harbor exponentially. Now, granted, part of that is like what you're saying is, well, okay, the regular season goes on always during the nice time of year. They start playing in October. They finish up in April. So if you're an NBA player, Phoenix should be appealing because you're going to be here during the nice time of year. I always feel that goes right out the window every time they get off on Sky Harbor's tarmac and it's 115 degrees outside on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I honestly feel like LaMarcus Aldridge a few years back, it was July 3rd when he came to Phoenix and he's, oh, geez, that heat wave you get when you step out is just disgusting. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I feel like that'll be kind of, it, it'll play in our favor getting some free agents. Yeah, totally right, man. All right, my last question for you is a multi-part question, and it's just kind of a matter of what players could be added in the offseason for the Suns that could, could potentially make them a, a playoff team. You know, again, we've talked about multiple times on this podcast that we really like this team. We like the core. Okay, we finally have an identity. We finally have a culture around the Phoenix Suns. But there still need to be some pieces that should be added. So I'm going to bring up a couple different names. And you just tell me, if we add this piece, is this going to push us into a playoff team? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first one's a name that we've mentioned multiple times, and that's Aaron Gordon. Do you feel that if we bring in Aaron Gordon to this team... With the pieces that we currently have, we are a playoff team. Yes. Okay. What about Laurie Markkinen? Yes. What about Obi Toppin? Um, I don't know. That's the guy I really want to draft, man. No, I know what you mean. And I feel like everyone does now. <laughs> He's been talked about a lot, so I don't know if the Suns will get well, him. But... I know that yesterday Anthony Edwards, the guard from uh, Georgia, he declared for the draft. Yeah, he's so... supposed to go like number one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we won't have a shot at him unless – you know, what happened to New Orleans. Because wasn't New Orleans supposed to be like yes, the 11th seed? they were seed? like 13th or something. Yeah, and that's where yeah. the Suns are going to end up. Yeah. You know, so potentially we could get that number one pick in the uh, 2020, maybe even 2021 NBA draft at this <laughs> yeah. point. But of those players, which is the piece that you want the most? Marketing. Marketing? Why? Yeah, definitely. That's he's just interesting he's, answer. It's funny because when he was drafted, he wasn't a sexy piece, but now he's a sexy piece, man. You got the big dude that's supposed to be like Dragon Bender and – He's going to come in and hit the threes, actually play a little bit of defense. I think he's going to pick up quick on the offense, what the Suns are trying to do, um, which is, you know, getting three-point shooting. And, uh, you know, you got Rubio still. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, I feel like we can make the playoffs with the team we have next year. So if you're adding a piece, not taking anything away, I'll take anybody. Because I think this, this team is still ready to make the playoffs even next year, just growing together. Well, I think that's why Obi Toppin, to me, is the most sexy addition. Because with Aaron Gordon and or Laurie Markkinen, they're going to be starters. I think that we have our starting five. The Bobra lineup is our starting five. Mm -hmm. So having like an Obi Toppin, who's not somebody who's coming in here expecting like, oh, I'm going to be your starting four. He's going to be like, I'm going to be your bench guy. I'm going to come in. I'm going to continue some physicality coming in off the bench. And then if you have Dario Sarch still around... You know, it's a good guy to have a hustle guy right next to him. I really feel like that's what can really take us to that yeah, next level. That would be great. Because, again, this team was hurt so much this year. And we really don't understand the full potential because we just never had an opportunity <laughs> no. to see it. And what it reminds me of is like a dream where you're just trying to call 911 because someone's about to kill you. You just can't get to the phone. You can't dial 911. That was a sense issue. You just couldn't get it together. Just couldn't get there. That's exactly what the season was. Um, but I love your idea more because I, I love the Bober lineup. I mm-hmm. love it a lot. I believe in their potential. I like yeah, I love it, dude. And 
if you just get one more dude off the bench, that's fine. We just need help off the bench um, because we're going to need a team effort. We don't have the best players in the league. Yeah. Except for Booker, of course, but and Aiden could be someone like that. But but, but everybody has that opportunity next year. Everyone they're, does. They're going to grow. Yeah. And they could be, you know, Booker is going to take that next step. Aiden's going to take that next step. Rubio's exactly what you need him to be. Yes. You know, Kelly Oubre and uh, Mikel Bridges are both exactly what you need them to be. It's just a matter of having that backup bench and one to stay healthy, but two to yes. have that backup bench. We were what twenty third in the league in bench play this year. Yeah. Like you're not going to get to the playoffs and do anything unless you have depth. Yeah, unless unless you have Mike D'Antoni as a coach, it's going to suck. Yeah, and even then, I mean, who knows what he's never won a championship. Yeah, well, you know. So, all right, here's another question for you. Yes, sir. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, sherbet. Sherbet, good answer. Is that weird? No, sherbet's good. Sherbet. Like orange sherbet? Yeah, just any kind of sherbet. But yeah, orange sherbet's yeah. really good. Yeah. I don't like anything too sweet. Okay. I just, I love something I can enjoy mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, not have me fall asleep because I'm older now, so things affect me differently. <laughs> so, I mean, if I can just have some sherbet in a good movie, like Saving Private Ryan, that's a perfect day right there. Yes. See, I'm more of a fan of chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh, <laughs> no, cookie dough ice cream. Love that's cookie dough best, ice cream. Yeah. But still, watch the Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yep. What is the furthest away from Phoenix, Arizona you've ever been? Oh, man. Do I have to tell you this? Yeah. I haven't been very far. Amarillo, Texas. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, you've been to San Francisco too, right? I have, yeah. San Francisco. I'm trying to think which is like further. I've, always, I've never been past Texas or past anywhere in California. How many states have you been in? California, New Mexico, Texas. In Nevada. In Arizona. In Arizona. So is that five? That's five. That's it. Wow. Yeah, I gotta start. I start. I gotta start getting out. You know. Yeah, I mean, but not right now. Well, stay, not right now. Stay at home. Yeah, later. You know, social distance. Yep. No, no time to go visit, visit yeah. Arkansas. Yours is uh, Vietnam, right? No, uh, South Korea. South Korea. Yeah, and I've also been to Germany, so I like. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I was in the military, so I've been all over the place. Yeah. But you know, the fans wanted to know. The fans wanted to. Know. I just, I, I, I got Everyone tells me, you know, you got to get married and you got to travel, and I'm trying to work on both. It's very <laughs> difficult. Especially with social distancing. Yes. It's really making it hard. That's my excuse now. Yeah. <laughs> Your have been social distancing for years. I have. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for the Ask Us Anything podcast. Do you have any other questions for me? Uh, no, that's it all for right, this cool. week. So for this week, that's all done. Again, we're going to put a, a poll out there on Twitter on what you think the punishment should be if we do not make a half-court shot in 10, in attempts. 10 attempts. Yeah. But we'll definitely go out and try that. Now, that being said... I don't know if I can find a full-on court. Now we can find a full court. Oh, yeah. there's. I mean, it's not going to be... We'll just do it from half court of a court. Yeah. You know? All right. So we'll, All right. we'll put that out there on Twitter. So make sure you follow us there, at The Suns Report. You can always email the show, especially with our Ask Us Anything, because we'll be doing this uh, again next week. So email us, thesunsreport at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. And again, make sure you stop by brightsideofthesun.com where you can donate to your uh, your favorite local business who's probably hurting pretty bad with the coronavirus going on right now. So I hope everybody enjoyed listening to the show. This is John Voida again. Thank you for listening. Yeah, this is Matthew. Go home and love your family, baby. Amen. Hey,